everyone, and welcome to So Mindful Podcast, where we dig into the tips, tricks, and topics that will help you have great fun making clothes that make you feel fabulous. I'm your host, Jackie Blakemore of So Much More Fun, and without further ado, let's get into this week's exciting episode. Hey, 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 my So Mindful lovelies. Thank you so much for tuning in and a big welcome to episode 11 of the So Mindful podcast. My guest this week is someone I have a lot of admiration for, and that is the wonderful Erica Schmitz. There are so many things I love about Erica, but if I had to pick my top two, then they are firstly, that she had a need for something that didn't exist, so she just went ahead and invented it in the form of My Body Model. And the second is that her mission in setting up My Body Model is committed to increasing visibility and appreciation of the wonderful diversity of body shapes that we have. I feel like I've found a kindred spirit in that we both want to help women have more fun and confidence in dressing our bodies in ways that express our uniqueness and our personal style, rather than trying to conform to some outdated social constructs of what we should look like. We cover a lot in the episode, including what my body model is and how having one will take your dressmaking to the next level but I'm excited for you to hear more from Erica, so I'm going to let you dive straight in. One last thing to say is that she's given a special discount code, so listen out for that, or check out the show notes. Let's roll the tape. Hello everyone, and welcome to this episode of the So Mindful podcast. Oh my goodness, I am so excited. I've wanted to speak to this lady for ages, and here she is today. So my guest today is Erica Schmitz, of my body model and you will have seen over the last few weeks that I've been doing um, part of the challenge that she set up to um, create the three by three capsule wardrobe so I'm totally I totally love the ethos of everything that she does and I'm so delighted that she's a guest today so in her own words in her bio Erica describes herself as an obsessed garment sewist who founded my body model um, a website which makes customized fashion drawing templates based on your own measurements she set it up, she developed My Body Model in 2017 and did that with crowdfunding support, which is amazing. And of the 725 people that backed her, nearly all of them were women, which says this, this does speak to, this topic does speak to women. And to me, I, you know, I've really connected with it and we'll find out a bit more as we chat. Uh, so through My Body Model, Erica's committed to increasing the visibility and appreciation of our wonderful diversity of body shapes. And we're going to chat a bit more about that because that's, that's really important to me too. And one of the reasons why I love what she's doing. Before this, she worked for a non-profit management um, and consulting firm for 20 years. And she lives in Portland in the USA. So as many of my guests, they're all kind of on the other side of the pond from here. So it's great to have you here. And she lives with her husband and her almost teenage daughter and their fluffy rescue dog. So welcome, 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 Erica. It's so lovely to have you here. Thank you so much, Jackie. I'm so excited to speak with you. <laughs> and so tell everybody, if anyone doesn't know you, then just tell them a little bit about how, why you set up My Body Model and what that gives the people that you work with. Sure. When I first started sewing my own garments, probably about five years ago now, I was looking for a creative outlet in my life, but I also was coming out of a long period of illness and injury. And I, my body had been through so much. And so sewing felt like a thank you gift to my body that had brought me through so many challenges and had healed in such an amazing way. So it was like a thank you gift. 
And at the same time, I was completely head over heels with sewing and designing my own clothes. And I think a lot of us are like this, especially in the beginning where we can't even fall asleep at night because we have so many ideas running through our heads of all the fabrics and all the patterns and all the, all the different combinations or, or things. There's really an infinite, infinite number of things you can make, even with one piece of fabric. Yeah. Um, and so I'm a visual person. I needed a way to get my ideas down on paper so that I could really see them and help me make decisions. So I looked for fashion sketchbooks, fashion illustration templates so that I could draw my designs. And there, I just couldn't find anything that looked like me. There were lots of options in, in terms of standard old school fashion sketchbooks, which have the long stretched out figure that's nine head lengths tall, or sometimes even up to 13 head lengths tall. And yeah. that's even runway models are, are really only about seven and a half head lengths tall tops. So that it just wasn't useful to me to be able to visualize on my, on my human yeah. body. And I did find some sewing specific sketchbooks that had realistically proportioned croquis, but none of them looked like me. So I, I took the step that I saw some bloggers doing at the time, which was to trace over a photograph of myself. And that actually is harder than it sounds. And it, I, I was able to end up with something that, that worked for me, but I thought, gosh, so many of us out here are, are sewing our own clothes. There should be an app where you just enter your measurements and it creates a, a beautiful outline of your body that you can use to design your own clothes. And I would search and search it actually over a couple of years. Occasionally I would do a little Google search to I, I thought for sure this must exist. Someone's done one now. Already. Yeah. By now. <laughs> it has to be there because I wanted to buy it and there was nothing out there. So finally, you know, after talking to a few people and sewing friends, and I even did some surveying of the sewing community online and had some focus groups. And this was definitely a concept that resonated with people. And the big test of it was the Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign. And that is where um, I got absolute confirmation that this is something that people want. Yeah, great um, support. Yeah, yeah, great interest. Yeah. So yeah. that at the time felt like the hard part. <laughs> the hard part was actually the software development, which getting it to the place it is now actually took a few years and lots of testing, lots of trial and error. We've had at this point more than 30 testers, yeah. um, ranging in age from their, their 20s to their 70s and all heights, all shapes and sizes to make sure that this uh, product really works. And so we're, we're at a place right now where it's, it's just awesome what we have to offer. Yeah, and such a big connection with your community as well, because they've sort of been on that journey with you. I know a lot of the testers, some of them have been from near the beginning, haven't they, where they've been reusing the croquis and showing off their creations and just looks fantastic that that you can see that whole transformation of the of the product that's come through uh, with them as well as with you it's really exciting to see that a lot of our original testers and, and that have been through this process throughout and even those who started out with testing but maybe didn't have time to participate in the later phases are still using 
their body model croquis and, and fashion templates, and that it's become an integrated part of their creative process and their sewing process. Yeah. So just for those people, so I was a dressmaker initially, um, and then I went back to college uh, to do a fashion foundation course. And that was when I first, I'd sort of seen croquis and things before then, but I hadn't really done any design myself. I was more into the making side of it. That's what I really loved. And going to college introduced me to this idea that actually maybe there was a little secret designer inside me and I might have be able to have a go at that. And like you say, it was really interesting that a lot of the stuff that they teach on are all the nine head, the really elongated legs and really very specific proportioned bodies. And so when I was designing my collection for college, then that was great because you were supposed to be designing for, you know, runway models, even though my, you had to bring your own friends in and family and stuff to do your modeling. Right. It didn't quite work out like that either. But yeah, that was the first time I'd really started to use those in more in a more structured way and then thought, well, actually, couldn't I use these for my dressmaking? And I think maybe a lot of dressmakers out there aren't doing designing. They just pick up a pattern and then they start sewing and then they see what it looks like when it's on. So can you just tell people a little bit about that process of using croquis in, in your words, you know, kind of how you how you use them? Sure. Well, first of all, I believe that anyone who makes their own clothes is a fashion designer. You are the one, even if you're using the pattern exactly as written, you're, you're making all these different design decisions, the buttons, you're a fashion designer. And also believe that if you can write, you can draw. So <laughs> I think anyone is capable of, of, of drawing garments on a body outline. The body is the hardest thing to draw anyway, and it's already drawn for you. So I think anyone can draw uh, clothing on, on a croquis. And there's so many different ways that you can use it. So just starting with sewing patterns. Typically sewing patterns come with multiple views and you might want to try and you might want to sketch out and see those views on your body and decide which one you want to make. Or you might want to combine views and figure out some kind of combination of the views that you want to make or make some little changes here and there that is hard to decide in your mind. And by the time you've already made most of the garment, sometimes it's too late to backtrack and make those changes. So it's helpful to draw them out on your croquis. It also helps you notice certain design elements like seam lines and things like that, that you may not have noticed because um, just looking at the design flat separate from the body, it's hard to really notice those things. And also looking at the modeled photo, it's hard, it's, it can be distracting. It's hard to see certain design elements depending on how it's styled. So by drawing it on your body model, you can really see not just the, the details of the design, but also how they relate with your own body shape because you're not making a garment to hang it on the wall. Although maybe some people do or hang it in your closet and go visit it occasionally. <laughs> there are some, maybe some garments like that in our closets and that's okay. But for the most part, we make clothes to wear on our bodies and we want to feel a certain way when we wear those clothes. And so drawing them on your croquis helps you to visualize that, see how they, the, the design lines relate to your body and also to start to kind of gauge what is my what is my feeling about it do I like it and you're the designer you're the artist and so it's really about honing your own artist eye and your creative vision and seeing if 
if, and, and helping to fine tune that and, and really figuring out what you like on your body rather than trying to conform to some outdated notion of what our bodies should look like. Yeah. And that does lead us nicely into what we're going to spend a bit more time talking about today as well around body shapes and body image. Cause I think that's one of the things that struck me when I first saw that you were doing these croquis and I'd compared them to the things of the fashion ones, which, you know, obviously set an example of how we, we try and think how our bodies should be, or we're, you know, we're trying to fit that model instead of the other way around, instead of kind of making clothes to fit our beautiful bodies. And that's, you know, that's obviously a, a big thing, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. One of the areas that we wanted to talk about was kind of what misconceptions do you think people have? What do you come across when you're talking to people about designing and making garments and things like that and, and how they feel about themselves? You know, can you tell me a bit more about that? Sure. Well, one of the things that maybe I shouldn't be surprised about it, but it still surprises me. The number of emails that I get from women saying, my body is weird. There's something wrong with my body. Like your app is perfect, but there's something weird about my body. Um, no, <laughs> there, nobody is weird. And, and sometimes when people send me photos. It's like people have such twisted sometimes visions of of their own bodies and it's because we've just been exposed to so much messaging a lot of it toxic messaging uh, about our bodies and what we're supposed to look like the the media and, and advertising industry it's just not in their best interest for us to feel good about ourselves because <laughs> if we felt good about ourselves we wouldn't buy anything so there's a conflict of interest there um, we do start seeing now a lot more companies, lots of times smaller companies, featuring real, more, more realistic models of different ages, different sizes. Um, but for the most part, um, even if you don't watch television, just through our, our online media consumption, um, we're exposed to image after image after image and, and, and message after message that we aren't good enough Mm. And there's something wrong with us. And there's so often this feeling of, of shame or this feeling of, of, of needing to make yourself smaller to take up less space or that you need to hide um, yourself or to hide any part of your body or that you need to somehow do some, some trickery to make your body look like a very specific standard of what a body should look like when you know beauty is a completely individual unique thing there is no single standard of beauty what's beautiful is the uniqueness of every of every human being and as soon as soon as you start trying to assign a certain cookie cutter standard, it's kind of lost, lost the point. We're not made in factories. We're not supposed to all look the same. No. Um, the beauty is that we're different. And what's wonderful about dressing yourself and so when you sew your own clothes and your own fashion designer, you really get to have some fun. You are in the driver's seat. You get to decide what silhouettes are pleasing to you. You get to decide what types of fabrics and construction 
feel most like they reflect your personality and also what fabrics and construction feel the best on your skin. Some of us prefer soft flowy things on our skin. Some of us prefer a little bit of structure. Um, and, And some of us like something a little bit in between, but it's really thinking about for you yourself and your personality and your body, your unique body, there's no body is the same as any other body, everybody's different. And, and, and figure out what you like, what you like to wear, how you want to feel in your clothes, not just how you want to look to others, but how you wanna feel in your clothes. And then translating that into clothing. And it, it sounds really complicated and maybe overwhelming, but you already have a style, you already, you already have a personality. And sometimes by drawing it on your body model croquis and by experimenting a little bit, you can really, you can really discover and explore and evolve what your personal style is that way. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we might see things. Yeah. yeah. We might see things on Pinterest or on Instagram where we love that style but I don't know if I could ever pull it off. Most times, yes, absolutely, you can pull it off. And what I love is, so what you can do is find an inspiration image and then translate that onto your body model, Crokey, by by drawing out the design lines. And you might make a little adjustments here and there and, and realize, oh my gosh, wide leg pants look amazing. Or that cropped top that barely skims the top of the waist of the high waistband looks amazing. I get so many, one of the most frequent things I hear from people and I love it is I never knew I could wear a crop top. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not talking, you know, crop, crop tops, but (laughs) those tops that are, um, you know, right at the, you know, high-waisted pants and and skirts are, are very much in style right now. And they look amazing with short, tops and it it creates a certain proportion that is very pleasing to the human eye because we like to see things in in thirds you know the rule of thirds in design and photography there's something about that high waistband that creates that visual balance that that our human eyes really enjoy but a lot of us need to see it on paper and experiment with those lines and maybe you know how do I want how wide do I want the shoulders or how do I want the sleeves to decide what you like, what you like to see? Yeah. And I think that's definitely true in terms of, for me, it was around necklines that really helped me do a, quite a few of different garments. And even when I was just doing this challenge recently, I spotted that I did prefer a neckline that's a bit closer to my neck, but comes down as a V rather mm-hmm. than a wide across that just doesn't really that's not the kind of thing that I like and I used to think that was you know oh yeah I love boat necks and all that kind of and actually when I've drawn them that's not really that's not really what what I'm going for these days and that's my new my new kind of trend is more sort of v-necks and collars and things like that so but just a chance to play with that and even seeing a few of them sketched out like you say a few of the different design options from a pattern or something like that to help you think oh yeah I do really like this one and I'm not that keen on this one I think it's a such a quick and easy way to to give you those ideas and give you that feedback to connect with your style yeah definitely so much in that that you're saying around it's almost needing permission to know that we know what we like you know we've relied so long on being told 
this is what's in fashion this is what you should try and look like and this is what you should be wearing and I think now there is no single fashion I think you can pretty much wear whatever you like which is fantastic and if you can make clothes then you're not constrained to what's in the shops so you've got a bit more choice as well but I think we just we're learning now a bit more to connect with our own gut instinct about what we like and not be apologetic about that you know to just really celebrate that I think that's what this starting to open up isn't it exactly and there's so many styles out there and I feel like now more than ever and I think it's because of social media so people are creating the trends themselves yeah. rather than waiting for it to come down on them from the fashion industry there is a huge diversity of styles and that look amazing and that aren't the traditional hourglass shape necessarily nice. um, the hourglass shape is is fantastic and for a lot of people it really feels best to dress with an hourglass shape in mind, um, especially if your style is more classic or more romantic leaning, or if you work in a more conservatively dressed industry such as law or finance or politics, then, then the hourglass shape absolutely can make a lot of sense. And if it feels like it most resonates with you and your style, that's perfect. But there are so many other options that are no less feminine and no less attractive um, if those are the goals that you have, or that also might bring additional feelings that you might want to project, like, like confidence and strength or, or different, different feelings that you might want to bring into a look or outfit without having to try to fit into a certain cookie cutter shape. So just examples of very popular silhouettes right now are like sack dresses. Yeah. The name sack dress sounds terrible, <laughs> but they're really very chic. And there's something just very appealing about the sack dress right now. And you see, you see sack dresses on all body shapes, all ages, looking amazing. Yeah. Very not at all hourglass. Those who prefer the hourglass shape might add a belt to their sack dress. Yeah. And, that's, and that's cool too. Trapeze dress shapes are another. That's not an hourglass shape, but it is, is a fabulous silhouette that you can play around with. Boxy tops. There's a lot of wonderful boxy top uh, woven and knit patterns out there that look amazing. Wide leg pants. And the old rule was you can't wear something loose on top and loose on the bottom but check out some of these women posting pictures of themselves in a boxy tee top with wide leg pants and just looking incredible yeah. uh, we also see a lot of very flowy 70s inspired prairie dresses and peasant tops that's another silhouette entirely and another place to look for inspiration is japanese pattern books yeah are also very interestingly do not follow the the hourglass aesthetic they're much more tend to be much more oversized garment shapes where the emphasis ends up being more on the on how delicate our wrists yeah. and ankles and neck yeah. look it's fascinating and so it's really thinking like an artist rather than saying you need to paint your picture in a very specific style there is a whole range of styles and aesthetics 
that are available to us. And some will speak more to our personality more than others and what we're trying to communicate, as well as what just feels more like you, what, what makes you feel more yourself when you're yeah. wearing those types of garments, which is really exciting. And I really think that social media, even though there is a lot about social media that can be not so healthy, um, a little bit toxic, there is so much potential for inspiration and broadening our, our artistic sense and our aesthetic sense and helping to broaden our definition of what it means to be human and what it means to look and feel amazing. And I think that's really comes across in the community from my body model as well, because to me, that gave me confidence because not everybody on there was an expert artist. And I think what I'm really enjoying and how I use a lot of feedback on the internet and on social media is around people who've done things or tried things and they're real people and they've done real things and they've either sketched or they have made something. I mean, I use loads of pattern reviews from other people that have made garments, for example, because it's just so much more real than, you know, the picture that comes on the pattern, which has perhaps been tucked in at the back or lifted up at the right. side to look good in the photo right. or any of those things. And I just love the freedom that it's giving people to not, not, not feel the need to be an expert, but just that they're going to share their experience. And I, you know, I'm so grateful to that. I'm so grateful to all the people that do those things because it's, it's so helped me with a lot of my decisions around patterns or styles. And like you say, inspiration in terms of the, some of the ways that you see people combining things that I was thinking, oh, I hadn't thought of that or I wouldn't have used it in that way. So yeah, I, you know, I, I totally agree with that. And I think if we can just keep those aspects of it and kind of shelter away from the other bits that perhaps aren't, aren't so positive, uh, I think that's, that's a real emphasis, isn't it? That's to, to sort of build those communities up. Definitely. And I love the way, especially on Instagram, where you, if you look up a, a hashtag for a specific pattern, you can pull up photos of all the people that have made that pattern and posted about it. And the latest trend now too is folks aren't just showing the front view, they're showing a side and a back view, they're turning around in a video, they're showing yeah. sitting down. It's awesome because you can really get a true sense of what a pattern would look like. And oftentimes you can even find people that might be a similar size to you or may have made similar adjustments to the pattern that you might make, which is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, so speaking of social media, I do have some tips um, for making that experience uh, more positive. So I call them my three D's of inspiration. They're detox, diversify, and document. And a lot of, the, a lot of us are doing this already, but doing it in a intentional way, I, I feel can really make a big difference. So in terms of detox, and we can do this in terms of our social media feeds, especially, to also what magazines we might get in the mail or, or things like that. But try to feel your emotional reaction to an image or to a post as you're scrolling through. And if it's negative, if anything is making you feel insecure or not good enough or down on yourself in any way, you can hide ads from specific advertisers. You can hide posts from people. You can unfollow. Just you can clean up your feed so that it really is truly 
just a, a dose of inspiration every time you go in there. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like the Marie Kondo, does it spark joy? So as you're scrolling through, does this post, how, how does this post make me feel? Yeah. And if it's really not doing anything positive for you, especially in terms of making you feel like you're, you're any kind of shame or insecurity about your body, unfollow. Uh, in terms of diversify, this includes following and seeking out greater diversity of bodies and styles and ages in your feed. So on Instagram, I'll, I'll use again as an example, we have the so over 50 hashtag, which is awesome for inspiration. We have curvy sewing hashtag, which is fabulous. We even have a relatively new hashtag called fat sewing club, which is an incredible collection of, of modeled outfits on plus size women who are taking back the word fat and that it's not a negative word. It's a, it's a objective description and there is nothing negative about it. And so they're owning it and posting on this hashtag. And some of the, the, the makes are, are just stunning. And it's just a, a visual feast. I, I would say many of these hashtags are the, the so over 51. I, I absolutely love also. <laughs> There's so over 40 also, but I feel like the so over 50 is a little bit more fun. <laughs> and we also have, I had a list. I wonder where I put it. We also have, so curvy sewing, I mentioned fat sewing club. And, and so there, you can look up all sorts of hashtags that can help you then find people who you find amazing and inspiring, and then you can follow them and make sure they're, they're in your feed so that you have this continuous feed of inspiration. And then you can also, in Instagram, document. So any post that really speaks to you in terms of this is the style that really, really speaks to me and I want to, and I want to, to try out myself, you can save it, you can archive it, you can create your own style folders of inspiration in Instagram, but you can also save them to Pinterest. So Pinterest, if you just do a basic search in Pinterest, oftentimes you just get the same images yeah. over and over and over again. It feels like it's the same girl <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> the same girl wearing the same outfit. It's like, come on. Um, but from Instagram, you have real people looking fabulous that you can save into your own uh, Pinterest inspiration boards. And I highly encourage that as well. And so then anytime you need a little bit of inspiration or just a pick me up or boost, you can also save body positive posts. I have one in, in my Instagram was just body positive inspiration that I save in a, in an archive folder in there. So anytime you need a boost, you can just go through and scroll through and, it, and it's just lovely. It's kind of like some of us watch cat videos or dog videos and we need a little pick me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like our own little dose of creative inspiration. So, and then by documenting, you've got all these amazing images but then the next step is to try them out yourself. And for some of us, drawing on our body model croquis is a great way, a great way to try that out and to see, you know, I know they can pull it off, but, but would I? it really yeah. feel like me? Yeah. 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 And I think they, they are great tips. I think the diversity has really helped me that I tend to use, because sometimes, as you say, Pinterest shows you some of the same images. I'll tend to use an image search within Google because it, it's sometimes a bit more varied 
or download mm-hmm. the results. And then from there, you can save those to Pinterest as well. So I agree. I think it's it's really useful. And I, I've always been a big advocate of the Curvy Sewing Collective because yes. they do so many great reviews and you know, really good details of things that work and things don't and, you know, quite objective breakdowns of different patterns or styles. And I go on there to look for what styles look good, you know, together, because they tend to be good at combining outfits or different patterns together. And so I'm always looking for ways of, you know, what's going to work with what. So, so yeah, I think all of those are, are fantastic and you get such right. great, great inspiration from there and good feedback and tips and so on. Definitely. Love this, the Curvy Sewing Collective. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. So we talked about as well in your um, action steps, you mentioned around fashion and kind of what's in fashion and determining your own fashion. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Sure. So a lot of times in exploring our personal style, we are creating these inspiration boards on Pinterest, or we have ideas of that we like how they look on someone else, but we want to be able to try them on ourselves. And one way of doing that is to sketch them out. So if you have your body model croquis, you can draw those design lines on your body and get a feel for how they look. But not just in isolation, uh, one of the fun things you can do is make a paper doll of your body model. I've seen so much fun. Yeah, Yeah, people do that, don't they? And if you look up the My Body Model 3x3, so it's 3x3 on Instagram, you can see amazing collections of paper dolls and even some videos, which are really fun. But that way, you can draw the garments. You can do them on tracing paper, which is super quick. A lot of us have scraps of tracing paper lying around. And that way you can see how the garments work in combination with other garments. Because a lot of times, you know, when we leave the house, we're not just wearing a top or just wearing the pants or trousers, as you would say. And or if we're wearing a dress, oftentimes we need to put a coat over it. So that way you could try out the different garments and how they work together. You can figure out if you have garments in your closet that you absolutely love to wear, you can take a picture of yourself in them, then draw them on your body model. And by doing that, it helps you really see what those design features are, what that silhouette really is, which sometimes when we look at ourselves in the mirror, it's hard to see, but by drawing it, it helps our brain see, especially in the two-dimensional form, there's something about, two dimensions that switches off that judgy part of our brains. Like when we're looking in the mirror, we don't really see ourselves, but by working in two dimensions and coloring on paper or on your, on your tablet, there's something that turns off that judgy part of our brains and turns on the creative artistic side so that you're looking, you're, you're looking at the outline of your body and the garments on your body more like an artist or even a kid who's coloring a picture. So you're you're coming at it with more openness and more playfulness. There's nothing to lose. It's just paper and pen. Um, So you can really take those risks, which even in a changing room in a shop would be maybe scary to try on things, Um, but you can draw them and get, get a feel quickly, quite quickly um, for how those, for for how those look. Um, trying out garments that you love, see what those silhouettes are, and then experiment with other shapes that might 
be similar or achieve a similar effect if that's what you like and also pair them with other outfits to really come up with with outfit combinations with garments that you have patterns and fabrics that you already have in your stash without having to go shopping all over again or when new patterns come out and there's amazing new patterns every month and new fabrics every month or <laughs> even every week it feels like sometimes <laughs> oh so beautiful you can draw it before hitting you know add to cart um, you can <laughs> You can draw it on your body model and see how, how it feels. Um, does it feel like you? Does this feel like something you would want to wear? You can also think about, oh my gosh, drawing this on my body model, I realize I already have this very similar pattern that I can make small adjustments to to achieve the same look. So it's a great way to try on patterns and fabrics from your stash to gain new appreciation from them for them, as well as try on on patterns and fabrics that you might be interested in purchasing before you purchase and try them out. Yeah, and I think we talked about style lines in uh, the last the last but one episode of the podcast, and I think you're right in terms of when you have to draw something out, you do pay more attention to certain aspects that you might have just glossed over when you were looking at it in the mirror. Even like you say, when you try something on that you really like, look where the hemlines fall, look where the sleeves mm -hmm. fall, look where the collar falls, look where the, you know, how it sits on you. Because it just on the hanger doesn't represent how you talked about it at the beginning, didn't you? It's not, we're not making these things to stick them in the, in the wardrobe, we're wearing these things to, to wear and to kind of be part of our lifestyle. So, so yeah, I think there's a, there's a real power to that. And and just persuading people to pick up a pet. It was hard, I have to say. Going back to college was really tough because I, I didn't draw since school, you know, and it was, I went back really late. And people listening to the podcast, not looking at me on video, I know it's so hard to believe I look so young, but it's, it was quite a while, I'd say. <laughs> it had been a few years since I'd been back. And yeah, and I was rubbish. I was really rubbish at it to start with, but I would totally say, just give it a go and, you know, it does improve and it does improve quickly. You've just got to get used to holding a pencil again because most of us just use keyboards. Mm -hmm. oh, right? Our hands just aren't used to that feeling of holding a pencil. Yeah. And I definitely recommend starting with a pencil or there's these awesome erasable pens nowadays that are really fun to draw with as well. But starting with a pencil, you can erase. There's no pressure. There's no one else even has to see. No. The drawing that you make isn't supposed to go hang in an art gallery somewhere. It's really a decision-making tool and a design tool for you. You can spend three minutes on a quick sketch of different neckline options or just trying out different sleeve lengths or hem lengths, or you can spend you know, an hour having a lot of fun just getting the print exactly right um, because it's so, it can be very relaxing also yeah. and a nice pastime or creative outlet when you don't necessarily have time to start a new sewing project. But just like you said, with practice, um, it gets easier and easier. And what it really is, it, it's, it's, your goal isn't to become an amazing artist. Your goal is to design clothing that you love to wear. That's the goal, not the drawing. Although you can have a lot of fun drawing, um, the goal is the garment. 
um, and, and for experiment it to as well I think like you said earlier it's also the permission to just just try different things that you wouldn't try on in the changing rooms even you know just just have a go and be playful with it and almost try and find the things that don't work because then you can rule those things out really quickly and you know when that next pattern comes out and it hasn't got the you know I need things that are more fitted so I know I love a lot of those other patterns but I'm not going to go for those now because I know right. that when I draw them on me because I'm so short I, I struggle a little bit so I could make them work in a different way but I tend to go there's so many choices out there you go for the ones that are the easy wins don't you I suppose as well mm -hmm. so, so, yeah. Definitely, definitely, and it, it's a, it's just a great way to try things out, but also right in a non in a non commitment kind of way. And if you're just starting out, you really haven't drawn a thing since grade school. One of the best places to start is experimenting with necklines, like you were saying, to just try them out and see how they look. It's very you can draw a V, you can draw. Uh, you know, a C-shape curve, you can draw a, a closer C-shape around the, around the neck and see how those look. You can try out those new square necklines yeah. oh, that are you're starting to see, you can do, try like asymmetrical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can try these out in there, you don't, that's a, that's a great place to start to see just how, how do those look, how do those feel on the figure. The other thing to play around with is the placement of the waistline of a garment. So every body model croquis has some specific lines that are, are they're on the drawing to help you with drawing. So a lot of the measurements are from the waist point, the natural waist point. And so we have that marked on the croquis. So you can draw things right at that natural waist point. You can draw the, your, your waistband or, or the waist point of the, of the bodice slightly above, slightly below try those out. Hemlines and hem lengths are another quick, quick thing to, to play around with. So you can try out with just very simple shapes and silhouettes yeah. to get a feel for those um, to start out with. And we do have some beginner tutorial videos that we offer. They're very, very basic. So if you do feel comfortable drawing, these probably are not for you. But if you're feeling like you don't even have any idea where to start, we have a, a beginner tutorial series. And we also have some free, a free principle of 24 hairstyle drawings. Uh, yeah, and I use uh, that because okay. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> drawing hair feel very intimidating. And so we have these sample hairstyle drawings that you can um, play around with and copy onto your body model. And hopefully there'll be one that is sort of similar to your own hairstyle or that you can use them as a starting point. And so those are available for free for anyone that signs up for our email list on our website. Yeah, I highly recommend that because hair is harder to draw than it looks unless you can, you've got something to copy, it makes it so much easier and it gets you right. So yeah, totally. All my, all my beginning sketches when I was at college all had like little spiky bits of hair coming out. Oh, like you when you're at school, you just draw like five bits of hair on. That's, that's how I started. Nice. So, like yeah, stick figure hair. That, yeah. That's very cute. <laughs> So, I mean, that's so much stuff there, Erica. I've absolutely loved it and um, just conscious of, of how long we've been chatting. But yeah, so if people want to find out more, you gave me some fantastic links as well. And I'm going to include those in the show notes to your blog and the IGTV sketch and tell. And I'll put all some more details of that in the show notes. What's the best way for people to get started to connect with you? 
I think the best place to start is checking out our website um, where you can see all sorts of examples of what different people are doing with their body model croquis. It's super inspiring. I find it super inspiring. So just the website itself highlights a lot of different sketches, but we also have a community blog with guest bloggers ranging in ages from their 20s to their 60s and a wide diversity of personal styles. It's a, it's a great place to, to check out just to see what people are doing with their body model croquis, how they're using them, how they're making decisions. The sketch and tell interview series that you mentioned on our, on our Instagram is, has been so much fun to do, but those are uh, just really informal, casual interviews with, with people that, that use their body model croquis, just learning about their creative process and style evolution. And it's, it's been so much fun to do those. I, I highly recommend. They're great. Um, they're great. I think they just make it feel so accessible because people are just really honest and open about how they got started, aren't they? And how they're using them. I right? love it. Yeah, really good. And, and nobody says, oh, I'm an amazing artist and that's why I'm doing this. They all say, oh, I thought, I thought I couldn't draw, but then I gave it a try and I'm finding it really fun and really useful. But what I love also about the interviews is just hearing just about people's personal style and hearing people talk about what they're making and what they've made and, and those style decisions. I could, I could talk about that stuff all day. Yeah, um, it's really fun. <laughs> uh, so those are great places to start just to get a feel for how, how different people are using my body model and also get a little bit of inspiration and reassurance around drawing skill levels and what you can accomplish even with basic drawing skills. Yeah, is a great place to start. Our newsletter has a lot of inspiration too, and that goes out once a week, the blog. But the main thing is that my body model is free to try. It's free to enter your measurements. It's free to view your preview of your body model croquis so that you can then edit it and fine tune it if you need to. So it's completely free to go in there. Uh, we have a measurement guide. Um, on it's really website. detailed. I saw it. Yeah, uh, very detailed yeah, with wild, photos. Yeah. And so, but it's actually really quick to enter enter your measurements, even though it, it can seem intimidating at first. But if you sew, you're used to taking your measurements anyway. But do check out the measurement guide because some of them are very specific. Yeah. But it's free to enter your measurements, preview your body model, fine tune your body model, and then it's really up to you after you see it if you want to download the the printable and digital download package yeah and that's the thing isn't it? it it's available to print if you like drawing and it's also available digitally if you so i use it on with my adobe illustrator and i do my my sketching that way because i don't like color i love coloring in but i can never get it quite the shade that i wanted in the, mm -hmm. in the fabric but yeah so so yeah and it's it's hugely versatile from that point of view isn't it and yeah i love that about it and so you've kindly also um, offered a special offer for our listeners as well, haven't you? That's right. So we have an ongoing offer for 10% off your um, download purchase. The code is so mindful. All one word, Fabulous. all capitalized letters, so mindful. And so that's a promo code that you can enter during the checkout process to get that 10% discount for your listeners. 
Brilliant. Thank you so much for that. That's fabulous. And I, like I say, I'm a big fan. I think it's really a lot of the stuff that I've been working on in my own sewing over the last few months um, has really been understanding my own body shape and tuning into that so that I can refine what I'm making and just love it all the more. And I think that's really important. And, and so I, you know, I highly recommend it. And I think the sketching process is just great fun. Get over yourself and ha- give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so thank you so much Erica is there anything else you'd like to leave the listeners with you've given us so much already so if not that's thank fine. you so much it's been such a pleasure to talk with you thank you for this podcast I think you're doing a wonderful service to our sewing community by providing this podcast I think the main thing that I just want listeners to leave this podcast with is just reassurance that your body is wonderful there is nothing wrong with your body and there really are no rules about what or how you can dress your body. You may have some requirements around your work environment or things like that. But even within that, there's so much you can do to explore and have fun with expressing your personality and dressing your body in a way that feels good and, and resonates with, with you. Yeah, perfect. I totally agree. And I think that is a a great message to leave everyone with. So thank you so much. It's been fabulous. And I'm sure I'll I'll persuade you to come back on again. We'll do another one um, sometime soon. But I love what you're doing. And please keep it up. And everyone out there, at least give it a go. Go and put your measurements in. See what comes out. You might be pleasantly surprised. It's just great fun. So thank you, Erica. And I'll leave all the details in the show notes for people who want to connect with you and get those special discount codes. So thank you. Thank you so much, Jackie. This was so much fun. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the show notes in the description area of your podcast app and click to follow or subscribe or head over to sewmindful.com forward slash podcast, which is S-E-W-M-I-N-D-F-U-L dot com where you can also sign up for an email reminder so that you don't miss out on any juicy episodes. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, then please help others find us by leaving a review if you love this episode. And I'm always excited to find out what you got from the episode and how you plan to use the tips. And finally, if you have a question, feedback or a topic you'd like me to investigate, then you can also email me at hello at sowmuchmorefun.co.uk. So until next time, stay gorgeous and have so much more fun.